Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How is everybody on Wednesday night? Let's go ahead and make our way to our seats if we can, and we will get the service started here. But isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord together? Again, to be uh, starting off the year the right way. It's our first Wednesday night service of 2021, and we are just moving full steam ahead, uh, chasing after the Lord. Remember, our theme verse for the year is Isaiah 50, verse 7, and it tells us that we're keeping our face set as stone, determined to do His will. And we mean that. That's not just something we say. We ain't playing around. We are determined to do His will. Well, before I get into announcements and stuff like that, we're going to take a minute tonight to Pray for our nation, you know. Uh, it just seems like, uh, as we've seen, you know, hey, we've been saying it for years now, but it's the end times, and really in this past year, we've seen that magnified, that it is truly the end times. And uh, and so, yeah, there's some stuff going on today. There's been stuff going on, you know, for a long time. But we don't like what we're seeing in our nation's capital. And, you know, everyone's got opinions. Everyone's got sides. But, I, you know, I just care about being on God's side. And that's that's really what I'm all about right now is being on the side of Jesus. And uh, and, and so, you know, we're, that's all I'm going to say about that. But why don't we stand up together tonight? Because, you know, we're not playing around. Uh, we're going to stand up together and we're going to release our faith and, and we're going to see 
the Lord work in this nation. And, you know, the, the Bible, uh, Jesus talked about at the end time, there will be a judgment. He'll separate the nations, sheep nations and goat nations. And I believe that the United States will end up being a sheep nation that stood with Jesus and didn't turn his back on him. And obviously, you know, the reason that we're in so much of the shape that we're in right now is because a lot of people have turned their back on Jesus as a whole. And, uh, and, and so we're going to see that turn around. The only answer or the only hope is Jesus. So you say, well, no, this guy would be the hope if we elected him, or that guy would be... No, Jesus is our hope, and Jesus is the only way to change things. And so with that, we're going to release our faith, and and I'm just going to pray over our beautiful United States of America tonight, and I ask you to hook up your faith with us, and then we'll get on with the rest of the service. If you're watching online, man, join in your faith with us. We need you to be in agreement. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we love you, and we walk by faith. We don't walk by sight. And Lord, we declare that the United States of America is returning to you. This nation, in the name of Jesus, is off limits to the devil. And Lord, we know that that people's decisions, people's choices, they come into play, Lord, and you reap what you sow. And we realize that maybe some bad seeds have been sown for a long time. There's been a lot of people that have turned their back on you, a lot of people that have scoffed you, mocked you, that have turned away from you and shunned you and pushed you away. And then they ask, well, where was God? And they're the ones that pushed him away. But Lord, we say in the name of Jesus that we are seeing a turnaround here. We speak peace over our nation's capital tonight and over the next several days, Lord. We say any violence is squashed in the name of Jesus and anybody with ill intent has to turn around and head home. And Lord, we thank you that no matter what, Lord, you are our God. You are our Lord in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speak peace over the situation now. And Lord, we say that this nation is turning around and coming to Jesus and we will see revival before you come back, Lord. We will see great awakening before you appear in the sky above us, God, and call us home. We are going to see a massive end times revival in this nation and Satan can't have it. Jesus, we declare that this is your nation and we're going to see some awesome things happen. No matter what it looks like, we walk by faith, not by sight. And Lord, for any Christians, Lord, that are that are just being moved by fear right now, God, and, and saying, Oh no, what if? What if, what about this? And, and 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 Christians that are that are letting peer fear overtake them, God, we bind that fear in the name of Jesus and we say no. We choose to walk by faith and not by fear. And we know that good things are in store because we are turning to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for it. In Jesus' Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. 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 Well, you can be seated tonight. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And we are just going to stick with that. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. We got Tony Barry in the house tonight. Let's hear it for Tony if we could. He always makes a grand intro. <laughs> we were just talking about you, man. <laughs> All right. Hey, you know what? Say what you want to say about the guy, but he knows how to make an entrance. He knows how to. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Well, praise the Lord. Well, let's go over our announcements. Uh, now, every service, I'm trying to just go over our health guidelines and rules. And so if you're, man, if you're like someone that's flown on an airplane a thousand times and you fall asleep while the flight attendant's doing all that presentation, you know, this is that moment if you want to, you know. But at the same time, listen to the health rules because we, we're serious about it. Uh, we just want to remind you that uh, we ask you to have a mask on at all times unless you're in your seat, listen to the sermon or whatnot. But if you're moving around the building, keep that mask on and uh, no hugging. I know a lot of you guys are huggers, but don't hug right now. Uh, social distance and all that stuff. And of course, if you have any symptoms, you're not feeling well and all that sort of thing, stay home and watch online. And uh, other than that, join us and have a good time with us. Praise God, because we love you. Who Can, can we uh, can we abide by that? Does that sound pretty good? That's not that hard, right? Okay, very good. All right. Now, uh, some of you, if you have not gotten your 2021 High Desert Word Center calendar, you need to get one because that's the highlight of your year, right? And so if you haven't gotten a calendar, I think uh, the usher, I think Walter may have, he's got some back there, but make sure you grab one after service. You get a fresh verse each month and a beautiful nature picture to go along with it. So you need a calendar. Who who thinks that getting that calendar has been one of the highlights of your year so far? I mean, that's, that's about the best thing. Amen. So if you haven't got a calendar, get one, all right? And then finally, uh, we want to remind you ladies that uh, this Friday night, uh, is the women's meeting at 6.30 in Victory Hall. We're not doing any food or any anything like that. Just a good time of, of socially distanced Bible study. It's going to be incredible. You can wear your mask. Ladies, you want to bling your mask up a little bit? That may be kind of... Okay, yeah, so I mean, that would be cool. But anyway, uh, but the topic is, are you spiritually equipped for 2021? And that'll be a excellent word for all of you ladies. So make sure that you make it to that. And I also want to remind you that this Sunday, we will be unveiling our beautiful game plan uh, for uh, replacing three of our HVAC units within the next month or two. And so some of you are like, well, that doesn't sound that exciting. Hey, if you've been to church at High Desert in the summer, you are just doing backflips on the inside right now because we're getting three brand new AC units, HVAC units very, very quickly. We'll show you that and we already have a massive uh, portion of the cash that we already need and we are going to pay straight cash for it because God doesn't need to finance. God doesn't need to go to Egypt to get some money. He's got it right here. Amen. And so let's just give a great shout out for that, that it's going to be incredible. And so Again, it's a it's a legit need. We've got seven units on this building, and they're huge and very inefficient. And out of the seven, I think two are working at the moment. So praise God. Just think when we get all seven replaced, this place is going to feel like a freezer in July and like a furnace in the, in the, at Christmas time. Amen. So it's going to be absolutely awesome, and it's going to make way for us to minister to even more people. All right. Well, who knows what time it is now? That's exactly right. It is happy time. If you need an envelope, raise your hands and the ushers will get you one in one of those beautifully sanitized buckets they're carrying. And we're going to open our Bibles to Psalm 34. Psalm 34. And I'm just, you guys know this is one of my favorite chapters in all the Bible because it is just packed full of awesomeness. But I'm going to look at a couple of verses here. Psalm 34. I'm going to look at verse 9. I'm in the New Living Translation, the NL team. Psalm 34, 
and verse 9, it says, Fear the Lord, you His godly people. Any godly people in here? Any people that fear the Lord in here? You're here. Alright, well this is talking to you then. Then you, you can keep listening here. For those who fear Him will have all they need. Well, I'm afraid they're going to run out of this down there. And I'm afraid that the, that it's going to tank over here. And I'm afraid that this is going to happen. Listen, don't fear that. Fear God. And he says, when we fear the Lord, we have all that we need. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry. But those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. And so I am encouraging you. I am telling you in every way possible Fear God, trust Him, and He will make sure that you have everything you need. You're not going to have to lack. You're not going to have to do without. God will make sure that you have everything that you need to provide for you, for your family, and to be a giver and help other people out that need it. That's the will of God. And so if there's ever been a time to stick close to Jesus, if there's ever been a time to believe the Word of God and trust it, This is that time. This is that hour. And as we do it, you will have all that you need. Can we get an amen tonight? Amen. All right. Well, let's speak some words of faith over our giving. And then we're going to bring our tithes and our offerings up. And we're going to have an awesome time of praise and worship. Let's say this together. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, Benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously in the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go. This is a but we wrestle against principalities and powers and and it
we want to thank you that you're God and you change not according to Malachi chapter 3 and Hebrews 13 8 says Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever and Romans 8 14 says for men are led by the spirit of God they're the sons of God and Lord for all the things all the challenges that we're facing in life as believers here in Barstow, California, as well as around the world. It's so good to know we've already got the answer is right in the Bible. And we've got your spirit that is part of the words of the Bible lives inside of our hearts. So we know if we study our Bibles, we listen to the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, it's like walking through a minefield. You already know what's ahead. We can walk right through it and not get hurt. So we thank you tonight for what you've given me, that as I preach and I teach your word, there's tender hearts, teachable spirits, and people want to hear what you've got to say. And Lord, I want to thank you that the ones watching on the internet, the ones in the service tonight, Lord, just like you said, he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. Lord, I want to thank you that all the ears are open to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say from the Word of God. In Jesus' name, everybody said, I receive. I'll do. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Well, you can give somebody an air high five or an air elbow or something and just let everybody know that you're glad they're here and tonight's the night we get answers from heaven. And I want to, I want to show something. I haven't, I, I, I told Heather a while ago, I haven't really shown any books this year because kind of been closed down, but uh, I've been thinking about teaching on prayer, Pastor Dave, but we'll probably be teaching some more th- serious things on prayer, but this is one of the best prayer books I would recommend to anybody anywhere called The Art of Prayer by Brother Hagen, and it teaches many different kinds of prayer, and uh, it's sad to say, but the only prayer that too many Christians know is the Jimmy prayer. All they know is, my name's Jimmy, I'll take all you give me. Give me, give me, give me. I want more, I want more, I want more. I'm not thinking about anybody else. Just give me. My name's Jimmy. Well, that's the prayer of petitions, one prayer. There's only one kind of prayer. But you've got to learn a lot about prayer, the times you live in. 
if you want to live a victorious Christian life, and that's what our church is all about, is teaching you how to live a victorious Christian life. And so anyway, what I'm teaching on tonight, I did not write after the news of the day. What I wrote, I cannot mind believe, wow, God gave me this before I even knew about today. And so I'm going to read my, my opening thing. I always start off saying a little bit. I, I had things written down here. And after today, you're going to see we are a spirit-filled church. We're a spirit-led church. And there's no need of any of you to live in fear. To be messed up and goofed up about politics, COVID, or anything else. You know, one thing I want to say. Number one, you ought to know that you're a citizen of heaven before you are a citizen of America. And our commander-in-chief, the Bible says, is the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we need to be paying more attention to what our spiritual commander says than what natural people say. And, you know, we hear so much about the fake news. Well, a long time before the fake news was called fake news, I was reading the good news. And I'm sticking with the good news because the good news is not fake. Amen. It's for real. Shows them what to do. And I want to, I want to say again what I always say. I hope you're taking notes. And if you're not, at the very least, watch this later on off the internet. Here's the title of the message. I got this way early this morning for anything took place. Is this, what are we going to do? And then I got after that, this is my title written in my notes. Just act like the Bible's true. And I was thinking totally, when I wrote these things down, I was thinking, thinking totally about COVID and Barstow and the hospital and the community and all the things that's happened. And this still applies to that. But when we get into the message, I believe it applies to what is taking place in America too, in the political world and other things. Because we're Christians. We're affected by all these things. We're affected by the plague. We don't have to receive it. But we can't deny it, and we can walk through it, and we're affected by the political scene. Whether we like it or not, we are. And, you know, I just, I just want to say this again. I've said it before. I don't speak to offend anybody. We are Christians before we're Democrats or Republicans or anything else. We are Christians. Amen. And so I have purposed my whole ministry life to stay out of politics I've got my things I believe, I've got my way I vote, the things I do. But when I get to heaven, Jesus is not going to judge me on how many people I persuaded politically. He's going to judge me on what did you do to help people get born again? What did you do to make disciples that follow Jesus? That's what I'll be judged on as a Bible leader. And so that's where I stick at. But we cannot help but be affected by things that are going on. And so we can't control everything going on. But we can control what goes on in our life. Amen. And so I want you to look at Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7, and then I'm going to read what I wrote down. I just want you to get there. And I want to read this. And then I'm going to read what I wrote down to go along with this. And when I wrote this down this morning, I was thinking totally about the people of our church that have been affected by COVID in their families, on their jobs. And, uh, you know, tragic to say, we lost one that's, that's a family member that's uh, in our church, good family, uh, Robert's, Robert's sister, and it's Anthony's grandma, went to heaven yesterday from COVID, you know. 
That's, that's, and I'm not going to say that's the first one. I'm going to say that's the only one. That's the only one from our church that's going to go to heaven over COVID. She was too young to go, but she did. But we praise God that she's born again Christian. She's in heaven with Jesus. That's where she belongs. But anyway, I was thinking about things like that when I wrote this out. So I was thinking, man, our people are swarmed with all the things going on around them. Family members, friends, neighbors, people they uh, know on their jobs, etc., etc. And I was thinking the same thing. I'm going to keep on teaching faith and healing, keep on teaching faith and healing. And so when I wrote this title down, what are we going to do? Just act like the Bible is true. I was totally thinking about that. And so Hebrews 13, verse 7 says this, Remember them which have the rule over you, and don't let that word rule mess you up. In the Hebrew, my center column, that says spiritual guides, spiritual leaders. And that would be pastors and Bible teachers. We're the ones that are supposed to lead you in the ways of God. We're the ones that are supposed to guide you through the Bible how to live life. And so he says, remember them. He says, remember them which have the guide over you, the lead over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God. Who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow. Whose faith follow. He said, follow the faith of your spiritual leaders, considering the end of their conversation or the end of their conduct, their manner of life. And so the thing is, we need to judge the fruit of people that teach us the Bible. And according to what this says, if they got Bible fruit, we can follow their faith. Amen? And so I wrote this down this morning. I'm going to read what I wrote down. And I wrote this. I want to talk tonight from the perspective of what I've learned in 41 years of victorious Christian living to help you come out on top in the current crisis that's taking place in our nation and around the world. I was not even thinking about that, but now that's kind of taking the top of the news for a few days, the things going on. And then I wrote, I can't control how other people believe and act and what they receive from God, but I can choose what kind of life I and my family can have. And so we're talking right now about following the faith of spiritual leaders that teach you the Bible. And so what I'm saying there about me could apply to you. You could choose during the COVID crisis, the political crisis, or whatever else going on in your life, you could choose how it's going to affect you or how you're going to take the Word of God and control what goes on in your house. Amen. And so I said, I can choose what kind of life I and my family can have and I can influence as a spiritual leader now. I'm writing this down from my heart early this morning. And I can influence those that listen to the word of God I teach. I can influence people that listen to the word of God I teach. And do my best to live and be a godly role model for others to follow. Did you know that pastors and spiritual leaders are called to be role models? That people can look at them? And, and when I think about that, I think about all the times that Paul said, one time I wrote him down, I think it's about four or five times, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And that word follow comes from a Greek word, mimic, 
like mimic, that means to imitate. Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And so that's what we're saying. We can be godly role models and people look at us and think, wow, I look how my spiritual leaders responded and they're not messed up. They're not cussing people out. They're not all goofed up about what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And what my role models, Brother Hagin, always said, we're just going to act like the Bible's true. Amen. And so I got this written down still. And so from this verse, I see a Bible principle that I've lived by all of my Christian life. I've submitted to men and women of faith and listened to them teach the Bible. I've observed them and their families. If they had good fruit and they won battles, that I did what they did. That's why David's healed. That's why I'm healed. That's why my family's, family's living long, living strong. That's through the fight. That's why through the financial battles we went through over the years, we come out on top. That's why when we went through things trying to hit our family, uh, maybe division wise, like other families have, we come out on top, walking in love, act like the Bible's true. That's why the churches we've pastored have had majority of people live in divine health and receive divine healing if they needed it. That's why we've seen marriages restored. That's why we've seen wayward children delivered and come home. And so people that follow us as we follow Christ, they can get the victory. I'm not bragging on me, I'm talking about a Bible principle. Because I've followed great men and women of faith, and in times of crisis, I did what they did, and I got what they got. And so people, people have done likewise and followed us. So, so I've, I've, I've watched and seen, are they winning, winning the battles of life? And if somebody's, if somebody's telling me how to live from the Bible, yet they're not living it, and they're not getting the victories, I'm not required to follow them. I'm not going to, Jesus said it this way, if the blind lead the blind, they both fall in the ditch. And so I don't, I don't purpose to fall in the ditches of life. I purpose to stay out of the ditch. Amen. Amen. And so this verse and many others tell me this. This is one of God's ways to help us know what to do in 2021. I want to say that again. This is one of God's ways. Tells what to do. He said, follow the leaders that are getting the victories. Follow the leaders that are teaching the word. He said, do what they do. And you can get what they got. And I want to remind you again, he said, considering the end of their conversation, and that conversation, not talking about talking conversation, although that's a part of it, but if you got, if you got a different translation, it'll say either manner of life, their conduct, their conduct, their lifestyle. And so you need to look at the families. You need to look at the people that are trying to tell you how to live spiritually. And if they've got the right fruit, then do what they did. Amen? Amen. Somebody clap or give the Lord a shout or something. Man, I want to keep you plugged in tonight because God, God's going to talk to us and we are not going to be a bunch of goofy people running around like a chicken with our head cut off. What are, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? If you're going to follow me as I follow Christ, I'll tell you exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to act like the Bible's true. I'm going to do what the Bible says. I'm going to say what the Bible says. Amen. And I'm going to keep on listening to good Bible teaching. I'm going to keep on reading good Bible books. 
I'm going to keep on listening to preachers that I know they've got the fruit. And can I tell you something? I'll, I'll just throw this out there for free. I don't listen to very many internet preachers at all. If I don't know them and their lifestyle, then I'm not going to let them tell me what to do if I don't know what their family's doing. Anybody can read the Bible. Anybody can do a lot of good preaching. But the Bible says we're supposed to see how they live. And so I'm going to be very cautious about the newest popular guy or gal on the scene that comes out there and has a word. Amen. Amen. And so anyway, as, 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 as I'm showing you what I've done and how I live, I want to show you the primary number one thing that guides my life. First Thessalonians chapter two, verse 13. I used this verse a few weeks ago. And I want to look at it again. This is critical. This is critical. If you're going to overcome the things that are trying to destroy your family now. This is crucial. This is my number one thing. The Bible teachers that I've submitted to, the spiritual leaders I've submitted to, got this principle, this verse right here, ingrained inside of me from day one. I've lived this from day one. For 41 years, this has been how I live. I want to say it again. Paul said, follow those. Imitate those who have the fruit, who teach you the word of God if you want victory in your life. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. He says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing because... And in my Bible, this next, this, 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 this rest of this verse, I've got a circle in red. I've got yellow highlighter through it because this verse means everything to me. When you receive the word of God, which you heard of us, how many here frequently hear the word of God here? When you receive, when you receive the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as a word of men, not as the word of Pastor Dave, not as the word of Pastor Samples, whoever else is up here, but as it is in truth, the word of God. As in truth, the word of God. Now look at this, which effectively works also in you. These next two words are critical. That believe. The word does not work in you if you don't receive it. And how do you know if you believe it? Because you put it into action and you talk it. That's what makes it work. And so I wrote this down when I was thinking about this uh, this afternoon. I wrote down a spiritual law to go along with this last part. Effectually worketh in you that believe. I wrote this like, 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 like a mathematical formula or some other kind of a a thing you make a formula or equation out of, word plus faith equals results. He talks about the word here, and then he says it works when you believe it. And so you get results when you believe it. Word plus faith. So if you can see, if we had that on the screen, you see it like a teacher showed you a math problem, word plus faith equals results. And then I wrote down this, Bible faith, not talking about human faith, 
You know, humans have a lot of faith in a lot of things. There's a lot of people had a lot of faith in politicians recently or in so-called different COVID experts that's changed their mind on so many things so many times. Had a lot of faith in them, they got let down. But Bible faith gets results. And so Bible faith is you hear the word, which you qualify for that right now tonight, you're hearing the word of God. Then you speak the word. That means when you leave the service, you're saying what the word says about what you're facing. You're saying what the word of God says about your family. I want to say it again. There's a lot of families in America. There's a lot of Christian families. I cannot control what goes on in their house. I can't control what they believe. I cannot control what other preachers preach. I can't control what your families receive. I can control what my wife and I and my family receives. I have authority in my house. I base my authority upon the written word of God, the name of Jesus, and then the most crucial thing, what are we going to do with it when nobody's looking but God? Why do you think I went through that cancer and came out healed? When nobody's looking but God, I lived what I preach. Amen. When I had that heart attack and the doctor said, you shouldn't be here, you're a walking dead man. I did exactly through all those dark days of life what I do here. I said, thank you, Jesus, by your stripes I was healed. I said, thank you, Jesus, I'm a tither, I've been covenant with you, you rebuked the devourer for me. I said, thank you, Jesus, you said faith works by love. If there's anybody that I'm having a problem with, show me and I'll make it right, Lord, I'm going to walk in love, I'm going to walk in faith. As a spiritual leader, as a role model, I'm telling you now, I can control what happens in my life and in my family by obeying the Bible and doing what I know to do. And so as I teach what I'm teaching, he said, you've received the word of God, not as just a preacher's word, but as the word of God talking to you. And then he said, then it's effective and produces when you do what it says to do. And so... I want to say it again. Bible faith hears the word, speaks the word, and acts on the word. Acts like the Bible's true. And so that's what we're going to do. In the times we live in, with the COVID crisis still going, what's my family going to act like? We're going to act like we're protected because we dwell in the secret place of the Most High. We're going to say what Psalm 91 says, no plague shall come nigh our dwelling. We're going to say that we have one king. It's not King Trump. It's not King Biden. Our king is King Jesus. I'm a temporary, I'm a temporary sojourner, Hebrew says, on this planet. On this planet, God does not have me living in China or Russia or Cuba or Venezuela or anywhere else. He has me living in America. But in America, the first place my address is, is Psalms 91.1. I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. If, that's, if that place that God has me planted is in some other country, I'm still going to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I'm going to abide by His rules, His laws, His instructions on how to live. And therefore, in Psalms 91, verse 16, I receive the word personally as God's speaking to me that's the point of getting across tonight as God's speaking to me 
And so I believe, according to Psalms 91.16, because I choose to live in the secret place of the Most High, that with long life will God satisfy me and show me his salvation. And that word salvation means deliverance, safety. Well, how would that safety apply today? Well, it used to be everybody thought about airplanes. Now you better think safety applies to you from riders and from mean people and things that happen. Now you can drive down streets with no fear of somebody trying to kill your family. Safety, preservation, healing, soundness, and health. And so if you're following me as I follow Christ, I take the Bible as God talking to me. If I'm sitting at a Dr. Barclay meeting, and Dr. Barclay's teaching the Bible as I'm reading it, I'm hearing his voice, but those words are going into my heart, and I'm saying, thank you, Jesus, for telling me that, Jesus. That's so good to know. Thank you, Jesus, for reminding me of that. I believe that, Jesus. I receive that. And my family's going to live in the light of that, Jesus. Thank you for talking to me. Amen. That's why when I say Psalms 91, and I can quote those verses, because they're not something good that I teach or I read, the stuff that I receive from Jesus that applies to me. Amen. Are you are you receiving this? Amen. And so we're talking we're we're talking about following those who follow Christ and get those results. And so anyway, as soon as I got born again on January 29th, 1980, and by the way, I'm getting ready to have my 41st birthday in a few weeks. Amen. Amen. In a few weeks, and you know something else I was thinking about. That uh, is a special thing to me. My grandma, and God bless all you grandmas, grandpas too, but it seems like grandmas do the main, the main work. My grandma Price, that influenced me for Jesus all my childhood, was born on January the 6th in the year 1900. If grandma Price were alive today, she'd be 120 years old. But I look up to heaven Sometimes when I'm in my prayer closet and I say, Jesus, tell grandma, I said, thank you. Tell grandma that I'm doing good. It worked. She may not get, she may not have got to see a lot of it while she was alive, but in heaven now Jesus could tell her, Hey, you did good. You took him to that Baptist church all those Sundays. You did good. It worked. Amen. And so I just, I, I, I just want to just tell you that that day's kind of a special day to me. Because the greatest spiritual influence in my life as a child was born today. Amen. Let's give a hand for Grandma Price. (laughs) If Grandma wasn't faithful to do what she did, I probably wouldn't be here today. I'd probably be at that rich man in Lazarus, and I'd be in hell burning. But Grandma Price influenced me. Anthony, you had a good grandma. Amen. She's up there, my grandma. (laughs) Amen. And so anyway... As soon as I got born again on January 20th, 1980, I immediately knew the Bible was God talking to me. And if that's not real to you yet, you need to pray that Jesus would tenderize your heart to where it is, where you'll know when you read the Bible. And he says, love, forgive. Amen? He says, by his stripes you're healed. When he tells you not to throw stones... And all the different things that the Bible says to you, you say, wow, Jesus, woo, I'm going to do that. Has anybody ever been convicted by the Word of God besides me, where all of a sudden you see it and you make a change? 
That's how I've lived. Live that way, and you're going to overcome these crises. And so I've always been hungry for God's Word and looked at it for answers to everything, major and minor, that I face in life. And, you know, I think I think about, you know, things, whether you know it or not, Jesus has time with all the current world crises to be concerned about the little boo-boo your child got. And he knows the number of every hair on your head. And as I was going bald about 40 years ago, I didn't want to be bald. You know, if you're bald and you like bald, that's fine. I don't like bald. And so I laid hands on my hair years ago and it actually started coming out better and better. It's thinner now, but I don't care like I used to care now. I still like my faith hair, but it doesn't bother me like it did when I was younger. That's okay, Tony. You shave yours. That don't count. You know, they're rubbing his head like, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> but no, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is this. Because that bothered me all those years ago, and I prayed over my head that Jesus blessed me in that area there. And so I'm saying this. I have always looked to him and the word of God and all things major and minor. And so how could he know the number of every hair on my head if I had no hairs? I want, I want, I want, I want to hold him accountable. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I've listened and I'm talking about acting like the Bible's true. I want to remind you again, Hebrews 13, 7 says you're to be imitators of those who teach you the word of God. And so I've always listened to my spiritual leaders and learned from their stories. I love Brother Hagin's stories. I love Dr. Barclay's stories. A lot of other spiritual men and women of faith, I've said it over the years, I love their stories because their stories make the Bible come real to me to where I know what to do when I face similar situations. I remember I, I was going to Bible school back about the time Pastor Dave got hit with leukemia and got crippled. And one of my Bible school teachers got, just got through telling a story about his son going through a serious thing and what he did, what he did when his young son was attacked. And so I took that story of that man's life, and I applied it to how I responded to the crisis as of David, because I didn't want my three-and-a-half-year-old son to die. I didn't want him to be a cripple. And so this man's story, as influenced me with the Word of God, I took what he did, and that made the Word of God become real to me, because I didn't know how to act on the Word for that. You know, I never I never saw in the Bible, what do you do if your three-and-a-half-year-old son all of a sudden is crippled and has leukemia? What do you do? Well, I could confess a word over him, but because this man told a story with the word, I took that story and I applied it, and there he sits today. Amen. Walking and talking and preaching and doing what God called him to do. And so I've always listened and learned from the stories. When I was a baby pastor, I always asked myself, what would Brother Hagin do when I faced church problems? Because... There's so many things in life we can tell you the Bible says this belongs to you, but sometimes we don't know how to apply it to us. And so lots of times when I had church problems because Brother Hagin taught a lot about when he was a pastor, I would say, what would Brother Hagin do? And that's totally scriptural because that's what Paul said. He said, do what they did. He said, look at their conduct. Look how they live. If you want what they got, do what they did. And so I know how Brother Hagin handled problems. Now in modern times, a lot of times, I say, Lord, how would Dr. Barclay handle this? 
What would Dr. Barclay do? And I want to tell you again, that's totally scriptural, because that's what Paul said. said, follow these spiritual leaders, judge their fruit. If they got victorious fruit, and they're teaching the Word of God, then if you do what they do, you get the victory they got. Amen? And what am I doing? I'm telling you right now, as so many of you have that question going on in your life because of COVID, because of politics, or maybe personal family things as a result of all this stuff, is that you're thinking, what are we going to do? And I want to say it again. Here's what I do. I act like the Bible's true. I got that off my spiritual leaders. I've applied to my life for 41 years. That's never let me down. Because the Bible I receive as God talking to me. Amen. Amen. So I act like it's true. Amen. 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 Whenever we get close to time, so I'll just keep on watching what I'm doing now then. Uh, anyway, because from this verse, I knew what they were teaching from the Bible wasn't just them talking. It was Jesus talking to me personally. And so for the last several weeks on Wednesday night, I have taught for the Word of God on faith, confession, and healing. And many of you paid attention and received it as Jesus talking to you personally. It's helped you to resist fear and live in peace in spite of some of you getting positive results with the COVID thing. You've come through it because you didn't let fear come in because we taught that and you received it. And so we've watched God's Word work in you because you effectively believed. And so the Word worked into your life. I want you to look at Romans 8.14. Romans 8.14. And I want to say it again. Title lights. What are we going to do? Act like the Bible's true. When you hear the, when you hear the fear reports, the evil reports, the bad reports, give the good news report. The Bible says. The Bible says. The Bible says. And somebody says, oh, you're one of those, huh? You're going to say, absolutely. Because I want to live and not die. Absolutely. I want my family protected. Absolutely. I want my family to live long and see God's plan for their life fulfilled. So yeah, I'm one of them. <laughs> Amen. That's good preaching if I don't say so myself. Romans 8.14 For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Verse 16 The Spirit itself, the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And so we can know that God wants us to be led by His Spirit. And the primary way that I've always known what the Holy Spirit wanted me to do is verse 16. He bears witness with my spirit. I do my best not to violate down here. And you pick up on spiritual impressions on the inside down here, right Right, right here in your gut, your spirit, you pick up things. Sometimes you'll be starting to make a decision, you'll say something, and all of a sudden on the inside, you'll just feel things tighten up like a real ugly feeling. It's like, ooh, I wish I hadn't done that. Or sometimes you're praying, you're contemplating, contemplating a move to make, and things just feel real good on the inside. You get a real peaceful feeling, just that peaceful that this is right, this is good. And I'm, I'm telling you now, if you're going to follow this spiritual leader that teaches the Word of God, that's the Word of God. That's how I live. And now that's what's worked. You notice it didn't say, for as many as are led by prophecies. For as many as are led by emotions. 
For as men as are led by thoughts. Spiritual things are spiritual. Mental things are mental. And prophecies, prophecies can lead you astray. Prophecies are real. It's Bible. But he said that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. And so people can prophesy something to you. And it may be God, it may not be. But the word of God's always true. Amen. And so I want you to look at Proverbs chapter 6. That was the part of today's verse as we close. And talking about how I've received the word of God as God talking to me. And concerning being led by the spirit of God. One of my Bible school teachers is a lady named Marilyn Hickey. Anybody ever hear Marilyn Hickey? And I still remember the day she taught this verses in Bible class, how these things jumped off of me, and they've always, always, always spoken to me, talking about acting like the Bible's true, being led by the Spirit of God. Proverbs 6, verse 20 through 23, says, My son, keep thy father's commandment, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them, talking about the Word of God, bind them continually upon thine heart, Tie them about thy neck. And you know, today, I'd say put them on your screen saver. Have your Bible app going so you can pop those scriptures up and look at them, whatever way you keep it in front of your eyes. And look at this. We're talking about act like the Bible's true and let the Bible lead you by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God and the Word of God are one and the same. And so the Spirit of God is always going to lead you with the Word of God. And so it says, where thou goest, it, the Word, shall lead thee. The word shall lead thee. Where thou sleepest, the word shall keep thee. How many want to be kept in perfect peace when you sleep, like Isaiah 26, 2 says? It says the word will keep thee. That's why for all my Christian life, back when I got saved, all we had was cassette players. I put on my cassette player. I listened to my 60-minute tape, 30 minutes on each side. If I woke up, I'd flip it over to the next side and keep on listening. And then... With the, the CDs, I'd listen to CDs, and now I listen to the iPhone, to the things on there, the different sermons, preachers, stuff like that, because I want the word to keep me. And then look at this. And when thou awakest, the word shall talk with thee. The word shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of destruction are the way of life. And so I've always keep my heart and my mind full of God's word, and that's how God leads me by his spirit. I've always, 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 I want to say that again, always, 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 when God talks to me by my spirit, it's a Bible verse. Whether it's health things, church things, healing things, the word of God always comes out of my spirit. The word of God leads me. It directs me. It guides me. Tells me what to do. And so what am I going to do in 2021? I'm going to what I do in, in 1980, 81, 82, 83, 2000, 2001, 2012, 2018, 19, 20. I'm going to act like the Bible's true. No matter what I hear, no matter what I see, no matter what the threat is, I'm always going to say, what does the Bible say? Then that's the answer. Amen, amen, amen. So anyway, I just want to tell you, when you hear that question, what are we going to do? You can say, as for me and my house, we're going to act like the Bible's true.
Amen, amen. Pastor Dave. Amen. Hallelujah, amen. That's it. We're going to act like the Bible's true because it is true, right? The Word works. And we, that's, we base our whole life on it. You know, the, the word isn't just something we like. We love it. Our whole life is based off of it. It's everything we do is based upon God's word. Amen. And so that's the sure thing that we have. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world around us today, but there's one thing we can be sure of, and that is God's word and that it always works. Amen. All right. Let's go ahead and stand up together tonight. Who's had a good time at church? Amen. I had a good time. I never regret it, never regret being in God's house, amen. Well, we're going to pray over you tonight, and then we're going to speak some words of faith over Barstow, and we're going to keep believing for the best and watch God have his way, amen. But let's pray together tonight. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you so much for the word that was brought forth tonight, God, and we know that it is true, and Lord, your word is alive, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, and God, we are taking this with us the rest of this week, Lord, and I pray for each person here, Lord, we know that you are protecting us, you are guarding us, and Lord, we say that no sickness, no disease can come near us in the name of Jesus, no depression, no anxiety, no stress can be upon our life we thank you that we walk in the joy of the lord and in the peace of god and lord that you're protecting our families our finances and everything around us god so we can continue to preach your word and be the light of the world that you have called us to be we love you jesus we thank you for all that you've already done and we say that the best is yet to come because of you in the name of jesus everybody said Amen. Let's speak some words of faith together. Then I encourage you to, you know, if you got kids, grab the kids up there and we'll kind of try to exit the building in a nice, timely manner. And if you want to fellowship and hang out, well, by golly, you can do it outside in the cold. How's that sound? <laughs> that doesn't sound, that doesn't sound that fun. Anyway, just take my word. It's, it's good for you. It'll be good for you. You'll, you'll appreciate the heat when you get into your car. All right. Let's say this together. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved. In Jesus' name, amen. We love